And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Day today is the 30th of August, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. And James, uh, 101st episode, the, the, the grind, the climb, and the ascension to episode 200. The road begins now. Uh, the Isaiah Stewart episode last week. Um, a lot of glowing reviews. I thought we had one in between. No, Isaiah was last week. This is 101. Oh, my Lord. BNC 101. It's been a long week, but we hope that you all enjoyed that episode. Um, we obviously enjoyed doing it a lot. The video of the entire interview, not just segments of it. We gave you the entire interview. It is available to go see on the Bun and Cardigan YouTube channel, which is of the same title, the Bun and Cardigan. You will be able to find it. Um, a few housekeeping things before we get well, into. What was your favorite part of the interview? My favorite part of the interview uh, or favorite was, story. was that. Uh, also, uh, apologies, it will be Zoom audio again for this episode. Hopefully, this is the last one for the foreseeable future, unless, of course, we have a guest on. Just mic issues. It's just not working in Audacity, and I don't know why. My favorite part of the interview, Rodney Magruder is everybody's favorite player now. Everybody wants it's more It's not Rodney. now. I've been telling. Oh, you're talking about the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Every- for sure. Every, I got a, I got so many texts that were like, so Rodney's awesome. And I was like, I, I guess I didn't know either. I've been telling you and people hey. that they love Rodney. Like, I don't just make that stuff up. Like, why would I? there's no benefit in making that up. Like, I'm glad it came across from a player on record, I guess. But yeah, that's like not anything new. I'm sure we could do that same thing with like three different people and Rodney yeah. would get a lot of answers. A hundred percent. But yeah, the with the shits quote was probably my favorite. That was good. I love um, the Steven Adams stuff because I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. Like he said, he comes to the locker room after game because obviously we haven't been able to I haven't been in the Pistons locker room since 2020 because of COVID locker rooms haven't opened. Right. Damn, Adam. Hopefully this year. Hopefully this year. We'll see. Uh, Another housekeeping thing. We are officially all booked on the Bun and Cardigan Fantasy Basketball League. It finally happened. Leagues. Leagues, plural. And the update for this episode is that. By the end of the week, I plan on sending out emails to all 40 of you that are participating. Uh, You will get it'll probably be a Google Doc. I don't know if I'm going to do it in Google Docs or do Google Forms or something. I don't know what's the easier way to do this Um, with uh, like draft dates and draft times. And you'll be able to put your email in on whichever one you think you're going to be able to swing. Uh, It is going to be a little bit tough because they're all going to be about a month in advance. So maybe we should wait a little bit closer to the date for people to sign. I don't really know. But I think by the end of the week, I would like to get people signed up for their respective drafts. Um, and again, it will be closer to the season after training camp. So God forbid there are any major injuries. You can avoid drafting those players and you don't get stuck with them. But there's yeah, your update, folks. 
there's usually like after the last preseason game and in between the first regular season game, there's like four or five days in between. Mm -hmm. So more than likely we'll probably do a draft every day is what I was hoping. Cool. Um, Before we get into uh, the little thing that you have planned for us, James, can I ask you a question? No. I've been seeing a lot of uh, it's over the last few days. There's been a lot of like Kemba Walker stuff. Cardiac Kemba. A lot of people were like, wait, I thought we already did the buyout. Turns out Detroit hasn't actually done the buyout yet. I think there's a growing assumption that maybe Troy is waiting to be able to facilitate some sort of deal or something. What do you got? You got anything for us there? Um, Yeah. So as you guys may or may not know, on draft day, I reported that they were going to buy out Kemba when the trade happened. Yep. He has not yet been bought out. What I will say, because uh, I don't want to get anybody in trouble for tampering if possible i don't even know if that's a thing but we're gonna play it safe i'll just say it takes two to it takes two to tango when it comes to a buyout correct yeah the team and the player a player usually takes a buyout why or takes a buyout why uh he's he's not happy with his destination he wants to go somewhere else it's not necessarily happy with his destination, but the second part, most players take a buyout because they are sure that there is another place that they can go. Right. Okay. There you go. We'll leave it at that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All righty. So, so I think, I think um, w- once teams figure things out, uh, it, yeah. But yeah, usually a, a team and a player agree to a buyout. A t- player usually has an idea of where he can sign. So, bam. There was a lot of speculation on Reddit about that. There was also the Read guy the on Reddit. Leaves. There was also a guy. I'm just trying to move past it because I don't want to get you in trouble. So now I think we've, oh, we, we kind of got that. I'm just making sure. Just covering yeah. our tracks here. A lot of speculation on Reddit about it. There was also the guy who was doing some vasectomy propaganda in the subreddit. And I love that guy. I love that guy. What? So uh, I believe it was, I think it was, I think his username on Reddit was actually Kaiser Sose, I think is what it was. And he was like, just got a vasectomy. So now something about the Pistons are the only stones that I need to root for or something like that. And I was like, bar. bar. I knew I was just about this to say awesome. I swear on everything before you said bars and say you you definitely thought that was a bar. A hundred percent. Like and yeah. I gave him a gold medal and I was like the vasectomy propaganda here because I think more men should be open to something like that. It's I love it. So wait, 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 wait. I'm pro vasectomy. I think everyone should be. You don't have to get it, but you should be like, it's a good thing to do if you want to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody should have their have a choice in everything. But what like, you're all for it at like like twenty twenty four? Yeah, I'm not gonna get. I mean, well, I mean, you know, you can also. I don't. Wait, are like vasectomies frowned upon? No. Oh my gosh! No, 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 no. This is like a growing. This is like a based take to have is that vasectomies are cool and that more men should have them. Look, man, if you're, I, we, if, I don't want to get. I don't want to get uh too deep on that subject because then it's going to be like oh if people are okay with men yeah, i don't want to go down that road but um yeah it would be, essentially be the equivalent of like male birth control now yeah of course shout out to vasectomies yeah yeah yeah. it's that's that's okay okay also shout out to house of the dragon you've been watching house of the dragon no oh my gosh come on man oh my gosh this entire episode is actually a review a dedicated review of episode two that aired last night like how how Love well house do, do you know me because oh, that was a complete did, goof. Of course you don't watch that show. Oh, uh, but then yeah. you had texted me last week. The like, Migos thing was shocking. I did not know that. 
bam, I've been up here. Every album I pick is West Side Gun. Yeah. Your old Drew. Like, you think I'm throwing yeah, out Quavo? But you still, I mean, you still listen to that stuff, though. You know what I mean? Like, you still, you still listen to, you know, 21 I don't know. They come never, on. You know Migos songs. You I don't know, know them like at, word for word. But you know them well enough to know that for so many years, Quavo was like the leader. So, OK, let me yeah, include everybody. That. Let me include everybody in on this. I know the tweet that. that I sent James was something Text. to the effect of, well, but it was. A, oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, of a tweet. Right. And I was like, this Go is ahead. a really good take. I'm sorry. The guy was like something to the effect of I always thought that Quavo would end up being the Beyonce of Migos. Turns out it's offset. Great take. That's an awesome take. He's right. I think 100%. that's fair. I actually know that. Yeah, I, I think offset's now right. the most popular one. You know enough about them to be like, yeah, that's true. And that's all yeah. that I was going for. Um, OK, so. We have two things to talk about today. One of them is uh, off the heels of the story that you wrote last week. The other thing is something that I made up. Do you want to do the thing that I made up first, which you do not know about, or do you want to do your thing first? I'm going to give you a little hint here. It might make more sense to do my thing last just because it's kind of gimmicky. All right. Well, let's do my thing first. First, shout out to Laz. I got I got dinner with Laz the other day. He's in town. So shout oh, out to Laz. Friend nice. Of the show. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I wish I got a selfie of you two or something, but that's cool. Yeah, we were in, we were having good conversation. Shout out to him. Um, Shout out to Laz. Yeah, let's do mine. Let's do mine first. Okay, go for it. It's your story. You got to lead the way. Oh, all right. Well, this is we're in preseason. What form do you here. Mean, What do you mean? It's your story. Yeah, this is the like, how it goes. I, is when we, when but we, it's, we, it's the bun and cardigan. Like you're the leader we, of the show. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna remember that you said that. I'm so gonna remember that you said that. That I'm the leader of this show. Clip it. Somebody clip that. I'm gonna you. you you are the, you're the, um, I'll, I'll pull it up. The, you're Malika. Up. So you steer, you steer the ship. Okay. So what we are going to do today, James wrote a story uh, last Wednesday. You're off this week, right? No stories for people to read. Yeah, there will be none. Cool. Power just flickered, by the way. So this episode might go off the rails if my power goes out. There's a thunderstorm going on right now. So James wrote a story uh, quantifying and ranking the value of the Pistons assets one through 10. Uh, yes. And we are going to be going through them and talking about it. And if I agree with the placements or what the ideology yep. is, uh, do you, should we start with 10 or should we start with one? Probably one because it's like there's no mystery behind who's yeah. number one. We already know yeah. who it is. Um, Cade, no question, right? You're, yes. You haven't, yeah. It right, is Cade Cunningham uh, without question. So my sort of my thinking going into this and, and when I was reading the story was when you talk about ranking assets for any franchise in any sport, to me, it's like in uh, in order, like number one should be if you lose this, your franchise could be on the brink of collapse, if not a definitive collapse. Like that is what your number one is probably going to be. Not for all teams, like if or you're, you're team- shifting direction. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the further the list you go down, it's going to kind of, you know, tone down the the severity of what the stakes are if you lose them so with a team like Detroit obviously if you lose Cade can you go get you know uh Victor Wembanyama I you know maybe also man that Chet Holmgren thing man that stinks but like yeah it stinks uh you're not not in the camp of no more of people of, of having contracts where players can't play pickup runs in the summer are you you're not in that no, camp are you i'm okay no that was all over sick. twitter that's sick that's sick yeah. behavior and there and then i also don't subscribe to the people that are like oh we knew this with chat all along we knew it was only a matter of time shut up yeah i don't i don't like that either it's um lame. yeah so for Cade, i looked at it like this if the pistons were going to try to trade for Giannis, the bucks first name is like well we're not 
even entertaining a split second of this unless Cade's involved. So yeah, that's how I looked at it. Uh, number two, and this is interesting. this is where it gets interesting. I got there, the Ivy, the Ivy, uh, what the Hivy, the Hivy came out in this one. They were has, upset. Has anybody said that? Can I coin that? No, that's good. The Hivy, we okay, got that Hy-Vee, first BNC TM, uh, Motown Noah, HT, Bonnie Cardigan. Thanks, guys. Yep. The uh, number two, the most coveted asset, the second most coveted asset that the Pistons currently own is their 2023 first round pick. Via James Edwards the third of the Athletic. What do you what did you what are your thoughts when you read? You got to talk to us about why first. Um, so Vegas has them has the over under at twenty seven and a half. Yep. Correct. That yep. is not a playoff team. And not even a playing team. Nope. By all, everybody is very excited about Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson. And aside from them, there are like three or four, or five other really good players in this draft. Um, this draft class is considered to be better than the one we just had. Um, so if the Pistons, and again, these are right now at this moment in time, these are the assets at, as of August 30th, 2022. If the Pistons are not going to make the playoffs, and I saw some of those Rico Hines videos. I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, I'm joking. Um, if they're not going to make the playoffs, they have a chance at getting a top three pick again. So to me, that is based on the names that are there. That is more value. That is the next most valuable thing. What's that baby Tron line? If you ain't down to ride, don't get in the whip or some shit like that. That's me with this season and a top three pick. I'm not down. No, no, no. I don't know if I can get in the car. I'll call a different one. I mean, if it happens, it might just happen. Like if they win, if they win 28 games, you're not happy. Oh, if they win 28 games, I'm ecstatic. I'm saying if they're if they accidentally they're well, OK, because I forgot that just because you have the worst record. I don't know how I forgot this, that you don't automatically have the first pick. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, if they win 28 games and, and accidentally their way into the, the third or fourth pick like that would be awesome. And in that case, yes, it is the most valuable thing. Now, my only thing with putting this pick at number two is I've been very consistent over the last few years and very open about what my personal draft process is like i don't Mm -hmm. care until january because at that point the nba season starts to hit the post all-star lull uh college basketball dudes aren't as rusty that starts to get into full swing you know conference place you know kind of kicks off so that's when i start to care so i know victor i know but like i don't i don't know these guys so to me it's like i just kind of have to take you and sam vicini's word for it you know what i mean all right so so my question to you is would you rather have a percent chance at Wembenyama and scoot or jaden ivy Right now. The former. Yeah, I would rather take Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, because th- because I do th- agree with everybody uh, that he might destroy basketball. Yeah. So, of course, I would be on board with that. But then that's all, the, that's all I was trying to point out. But then the log jam in the front court just keeps keep keeps on keeping on. And we just you, can't figure you, out. But you you're saying that as a fan who likes multiple players in the front court, they're yeah. all gone if. Like 100%. It, it all doesn't yeah 100 and like a guy like kelly olenic who i'm sure we'll talk about at some point in this list is also going to be gone i think if there was a hierarchy of dudes most likely to be traded i think ko is probably number one which by the way i've called kelly ko like six times in the last week because of isaiah so thank you yeah. isaiah uh so uh, yeah so do i disagree with that one no do i agree with it no but i'm gonna leave it there because i trust you no you're lame pick one 
You already picked one. No, you already. I literally asked you, would you rather have a chance at school? Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. You're right. You picked. Okay. That's a good one then. Number three, the third most coveted asset that the Detroit Pistons currently possess. Ivy, stand up. Jaden Ivy out of Purdue. I think there were people who thought just in conversing with fans that Sadiq should have gone there. I look at it like this. We haven't seen Ivy play, so there is still some mystery. Um, and I know for a fact there were teams trying to trade for him in the draft. So that's what puts him at number three. Yep. Okay. So we are on the exact same page. So the guy we'll get to this. Well, I'll, I'll multiple teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's because how many teams it's because of how many teams were trying to get him on draft night, uh, that I would agree. Uh, even if it's, you know, like, well, we haven't seen him play basketball and some of the other people well, that are further down. That plays, list, like, that plays into it though. The mystery. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. Yeah. The mystery. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm just saying, you know, I even if I don't know, I don't want to dance around this one. So we're just going to move on. And I agree. No, with no, you. no, just say it. Say it. I don't know. Why is he three? Because a lot of people wanted him and he was a top four prospect. We haven't seen yeah, him play. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's asset. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Is he a better player than Sadiq Bey? No. He, and he is, could be, but we wouldn't know yet. And we would if he is, we don't know yet. Uh, oh, it's because of that. That it's because of yes, that teams would. It's similar to Cade. We've seen Cade play, but even if the Pistons were trying to get Giannis, uh, the week after they drafted Cade, Cade would have been involved. So here's how we can. Here's how I can ask this. Here's how I can make my decision is based on your answer to this question. Mm-hmm. Pretend rules don't exist, and you can trade anyone you want right now. Who gets you more? Sadiq, Sadiq Bay having played two years, making a uh, first team all rookie. Jaden Ivey, who hasn't played a game. Who gets you more? I think it might. There's a chance it could be Jaden Ivey. I think it's Ivey because, yeah. like I said, the uns- I think there are people who think Sadiq is what he is, and that's not a bad thing. But there's obviously there were people who thought Ivey was should have went in the top four. There are people who yep. thought he should have went in the top three. There are people, there are teams who tried to trade for him. Um, yeah. So the uncertainty that literally two months into the season that could change based on how he plays for better or worse. Okay. And that brings us to number four, which is Sadiq. Sadiq. And that to me is the best player. Like of the group remaining. And I, like I said, he's better than Ivy right now to my knowledge, but I'm saying like he gets four because who's better. Like people we've talked about this. People think it's, Caden Ivy going for it could be Caden Sadiq going for it. you know what I mean as yeah. like the as like Sadiq's the yeah that's what I was saying the other day and I think we've talked about it on the show where it's like okay if you want to talk about who do you hope is the number two behind Cade next year not who do you think but who do you hope that it is if you if you if you don't think that Sadiq is able to you know get it in that gear it's like well if we've been doing the chris middleton thing with him for two years now where we're like is this guy is he kind of like a baby chris middleton but when it comes to crunch time and and him needing to be a number two it's like oh i don't think sadiq can do that it's like well if he's gonna be chris middleton then we got to take it all the way right and that's not to say that he's gonna be an all-star but i mean yeah i could see sadiq baby an all-star but do you know what i mean like (laughs) even if you don't subscribe to the ideology i even if even if you don't believe that right even if you think the people who are like he's not chris middleton he never has been and never will be it's like 
I think the Remember, le- people said that about Chris Middleton. <laughs> they said they said that about Chris Middleton. The same fans said that about Chris Middleton. Just something to chew on. Uh, so, yeah, I think I don't know. With him brighter. being four, it's like I think it's just because I, I I have attachment to him that I would I would flip that right. I would put him at three and I would put Ivy at four. But I don't think the ideology for putting it Ivy at three is is wrong. Yeah. So um, it's tough, but yeah, you know. I still think he'd get you a lot. No, Sadiq, or... Sadiq that, that is that I, I mean, but number five is what's interesting to me. Yeah, this goes back to kind of the Sadiq and Ivy argument. Uh, as far as we know, Isaiah Stewart is a better basketball player yes. right now. But the mystique of a 18 year old who is seven foot and built ridiculously like Duran is and uh, is that a super freak athlete? Uh, I would imagine that people are more um, interested in the possibility of what Duran can become. And when I say people, I mean other teams are more interested in the potential of what Duran could become than what they believe Isaiah Stewart will become because they've watched him for two years. So I saw another post in the sub last week. What do you do? Something about like, can you what, hear the lawnmower outside? No, okay. I can't. Something to the effect of like, what do you think Jalen Duren's comp is? And I love the ambition of Did somebody say Embiid. <laughs> well, even better. I love the ambition of of the Pistons subreddit that it, the entire comment section was just a dartboard of Hall of Famers. <laughs> it was like, who is the biggest and, and strongest Hall of Famer that you can think of? I think it's him. <laughs> like the amount of like Sean Kemp's and Charles Barkley's and Joel and B and all these dudes that I was seeing, I was like, he might just be some guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he might just be Rashawn Holmes, which would be awesome, by the way. That would be great. But like he doesn't just because he's huge and Dwayne Casey said he plays like he reminds him of Sean Kemp. Like, and I'm a huge Jalen Duran guy. I was the guy who draft night, I think that's who I was most excited for. I was like, I cannot believe we got Jalen Duran. I was super hype about it and I love him. I can't believe Jalen Duran's on my basketball team. I cannot believe Jalen Duran is on my basketball team. It feels great, but that should be the next shirts. I didn't even tell people basketball team. I did. That would be really funny. I didn't even tell people um, that last week during the Isaiah episode, I was wearing the limited edition one of two one and cardigan 100th episode uh, shirts. But I, and I, I, didn't, I haven't got mine yet. You have not gotten yours yet. But for, so I made James and I matching shirts for yes. uh, our 100th episode. And that was my present to him. Did your dad get that the, was super cool? Did he get the birthday present from Steve Smith? He did. Yes, he was. He, he was. He was ecstatic. He loved it. You get him a frame, too. Or you make him no, he's get, that. get that. He's himself. got to get yeah. that. himself. that's I did, fair. I did, the, I did the heavy lifting. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Frames are like, I don't know, 40 bucks for something like that. I actually don't yeah, know. And I don't. How. And I don't want it to. I didn't want a frame to travel. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, okay. So Jalen Duran at five, which leaves who at six? Isaiah Stewart. Uh, again, similar to Sadiq Bay. Uh, I I'm of the belief that like when it comes to playoff time, like Isaiah Stewart's going to be a guy that is going to be very useful for Detroit. Um, I mean, he's going to be useful during the regular season too, but I think his strengths will really show in the playoffs. Um, still super young. I think just turned twenty one. I don't. We've talked about the three ball a bunch, uh, his ability to switch. Like this is a, the best player left um, of the young prospects. Um, yeah. And again, this is all just like right now. And I, and I, I want it to be said, like, I don't think 
right now that Jaden Ivey is a better basketball player than Sadiq Bay. I don't think that right now Jalen Duran is a better basketball player than Isaiah Stewart. But when you factor in, when you put yourself in the mindset of these organizations, the potential and the mystery of those two leads to teams maybe being able to give up more because they might not have an idea of what these players are in comparison to they've seen Sadiq and they might have formed an opinion. They might not be as high on them or Isaiah. They might think that's, this is what he is and and that's fine, but I don't know how much I want to give up. You know what I mean? That's sure. so that's where that comes from. Sure. I forget yeah. who number seven is. Uh, yeah. I, that's, I literally have nothing to add. I think you covered that perfectly. So I will just move us on to number seven where we have the newly acquired uh, Alec Burks. Yeah, this is where it gets interesting because there are some young names that are left off before we get to the... Do you want to talk about the names left off now or do you want to get to the end? No, we'll just get to the end because I don't want to spoil okay. it for people who haven't read right. it. Um, um, yeah, Alec Burks is a veteran guard who has played many years in the NBA, Is can be on an expiring deal. The Pistons will pick up his team option, shoots very well from three, can score the ball. Um, yeah, like you would imagine that come trade deadline if he's playing like average Alec Burks that teams will become calling about the Pistons uh, to see his availability and not that they'll get a bunch for him, but I'd imagine they could get something if Alec Burks is playing well. Yeah, it's uh, I, one of the things that last week taught us the interview with Isaiah was um, I think it did. He did a really good job, even if he didn't do it on purpose, which he definitely didn't of quantifying the impact that the veterans have on him and, and on this team. Right. Like Rodney isn't just some 22 year old. He's like 55. Right. But he's on this team and, and he's let's with all relax. the because Rodney's uh, only like a year or two older than me. So let's, <laughs> let's relax. Uh, so you, you have Alec Burks, you have Kelly Olenek. And um, it's it's just fun because it's like you have all these guys that it's like, hey, they could be good. And then if they're good, it's like then you get a second round pick. And that's when you go get your replacement for someone that's on this team. Um, <laughs> number eight. Kelly Olenek. There he is. There's Kelly gone. KO. Gone. Gone. Not on the team by the end of the year. I would put my life on it. Ooh. And I, mean, I, I agree. And I mean I that in an my, endearing way. I think. No, he, he, he I wouldn't good. put my life on it just because shit happens. But okay. I don't well, want if that he gets juju hurt, in the that, world. If he, I mean, if he gets hurt, that doesn't count. That's not on no. me. All right. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. He only has guaranteed $3 million deal next year. Again, if he he was not the KO that people expected last year, he had the injury and then the injury, COVID, yeah. and I mean some of that could have been getting older too and having a lot of miles on him. He was engaged. Um, he was just thinking about the wedding. He was anxious. Could be that, but he just got married. So this season, you know, he might he might be back to the KO that the, I think maybe most fans expected, yep. uh, especially shooting the ball. And yeah, what there are very what team doesn't want a um a big a stretch big going into the postseason uh mm -hmm. especially one that they if they want to just get rid of them after the season they could just give them three million and bam they cleared some cap space well james if they don't want a big who can space the floor maybe it's because they want a big who can protect the rim and play down low a guy like nerland's noel coming in at number nine on this list also yep. recently acquired yeah again they're he's one of the best rim protectors in the league when healthy and we know we've seen it year after year when it comes postseason time defense stands up. So I'm not saying that the Pistons would get a bunch for New Orleans, New Orleans Noel. I don't think they'd get a bunch for many of the names on this list, but they would get something for New Orleans Noel. If he is healthy and playing well, I would imagine they would get offers for stuff uh, come the deadline. Give him to Brooklyn. Give me Cam Thomas. 
What do you think? Ooh, I think Cam Thomas is somebody of that the people in Detroit like. Is that something to chew on? I mean, yeah, leave it there. Don't swallow your gum. Cool. Savor it. Savor it. Pack the lip. No, 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 no. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. We're not gonna no, put, it, no. put it under the table for later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and coming in at number ten. Uh, I don't know if this is the most shocking, but it was an eyebrow razor. Well, this is probably where we're going to have some discussion. Do you want to know before I say this name? Do you want to know what this feels like? And I love it, by the way. Uh, that's what she said. What? No. What? Propaganda. Because coming in at number 10 <laughs> is Isaiah Livers. Okay. Let's the talk about it. The I disagree. The 10th most valuable asset that the Detroit Pistons currently own is Isaiah Livers. Now, according to James Edwards, the third of the athletic. Now, I am not here to agree or disagree with you. But yes, if you I are. but if I was going to pick a side, but James, if I was here to agree or disagree with you, can I tell you what I would say? Yep. I think I agree. And the, so how is it propaganda? If but it's the not only insane. reason, but the only reason that I agree is by default. I mean, that's that was part of my reasoning, too, because here's the thing, though, I like, think Livers is going to be a solid NBA player for a long time. I think it's more about who. How do I say this without sounding like an idiot? You're saying it's more about everybody else than it is about Livers. I do not. I think the only guy that could go at 10 would have been Bagley. If, okay. it, if it wasn't Isaiah Livers, I think the only other guy could have been Marvin Bagley. And the and and it gets weird because the and I know people which, by the way, I didn't know that people mixed it up in the comments on the athletic, but people were kind of giving you the business a little bit. I did see a lot of people come to your defense with some people, but the guy who was like, what about the seventh overall pick from the here's the thing, man. Just because he was drafted seventh doesn't mean and I feel like in the last few weeks, I've kind of done this weird spin on Killian, and I'm so not trying to do that. But let's be real for once. Like, finally, can we do it? It's year three. Can we just sit here and just call it what it is and be like, my God, because he's been it, on a pod tour all month because he's yeah, been check, on a pod tour. The Bonnie Cardigan doc. Hey, I haven't said the email in a few episodes. No, 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 no. Hold on. Yeah, but go ahead. Okay, you're okay, okay. right now. Finish, OK, we'll let me get back to that, though. Remind me to say that to bring up the email again later. Bonnie Cardigan at gmail.com. Uh, no ampersand. It is spelled phonetically. Bonnie at gmail. Yes. OK. Here's the thing is I kept trying to think originally what I wanted to do with this was try to come up with like the best player that you might be able to get for one through 10, even even with the draft pick. Like, what's the best thing that I think we can go get with that? Turns out it was too time consuming and ultimately wasn't going to be that interesting. And and what it just kind of came off as like, quote unquote, clickbaity or listen baity or whatever. But when it came to Killian, what I was thinking about was um, what would a trade look like for him if he was like the framework, if the framework was centered on uh Killian Hayes, what does the return look like? And the closest thing that I could think of was like a few years ago, I think 2018, when Markel Fultz got traded for Jonathan Simmons. And we all thought it was going to be Terrence Ross because we overvalued Markel Fultz and what the, what the idea of draft or trading for the number one pick would be like. And honestly, this isn't even a fair comparison. It's I not you're going to say something crazy. Actually, that's yeah, it's I, not, I think I think you're being good. It's it's not the same thing. The situations are entirely different. I'm talking about the principle of having that because Markel Fultz literally could not physically play basketball. Killian Hayes can physically play basketball. So that's sort of where this is different. I just mean in the sense of like 
what you're getting for him is ultimately just going to be this guy that you're like, yeah, he might be able to help today, but like, you're not getting DeJounte Murray for killing Hayes. You're not getting um, like a first for no. killing Hayes. And I feel like I, I'm just saying, like, I don't, what are you going to do? Well, what are you going to, if, if a trade happened today, I think at most, at most, and I'm saying that because I'm not saying this is what I'm, I don't know. I don't, no Killian's value around the league. At most, you would get like a heavily protected late first. I don't even no shot. I, That's essentially I, a second. Yeah, I guess if it's I think I, I get what you're saying. So I want to just state for the record, he is still my favorite player, though. Yeah, just so we're clear. Well, we no, it's Isaiah. Now it's a now it's kill. I'll come back. Come back to me on this. Circle Where's back in a bit. all this. Probably first. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So this is my, this is my reasoning. I like to leave with lead with love before we go to quote unquote what people will call hate. Isaiah Livers. There's still some mystery about him, correct? Mm-hmm. I would say more than there's more mystery than more stuff that we know. Yep. We all believe he's at least going to be like a very good three point shooter in his career. Decent at worst. Okay. And the defensive stuff he's shown so far has been positive, correct? Yes. So a three and D six, seven wing who is on a second round salary. I think he might be like, they signed him to, he makes like a little over a million a year, whatever it is. That's like, you could see a team. If he comes out of the if he comes out in the season and averages, seven points a game or something and shoots 37% from three and plays pretty good defense and is in the rotation. Like you could see a team like, Oh, come to playoffs. Like, Oh, we need shooting and kind of some versatility on the wing. Like, yeah, here's a second round pick. You know what I would say to that though? We're going to need that in the playoffs in a few years too. So get out of no, here. No, no, I agree. But, but I'm trying to, I'm trying no, to, I get uh, it. I get it. Bring us back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like for example, Bagley, Bagley is a better player than Isaiah livers right now. But the thing that hurts Bagley is, in turn, not hurts Bagley. It helps. I mean, kudos Bagley. Bagley got the bag. Like it doesn't hurt Bagley. But I'm talking about when we're talking about trade value. Is there a team that's going to try to get to 12 million per year to trade for Marvin? Right. Not right now. No. Right. Maybe down the line. Not right now. Um, and then Killian would be the only other one on here that people would be like, "Well, what about him?" Um. Yeah, I just is uh, a team. We kind of talked about it. Like, is a team giving up? more than what they would give up like would you rather have isaiah livers skill set on your team or killian's skill set as currently constructed right it's still now a and roster. now and and you have to factor in what they maybe maybe there are some people in the league who like maybe i believe killian's gonna take some strides in the next few years there are probably some people who think this is what he is yeah so do you trust i guess here's my question to you do you trust that Livers has another level to go to or Killian has another level to go to. I'm asking that, you. That's a great question for our listeners to chime into. Uh, send your responses to the bun and cardigan at gmail.com. And that was I will James- say if Killian can shoot the three, having a lead guard who can space the floor and is a good passer and I'm ball defender is helpful, but we got to see him. I get it. Shoot the three. You're right. So All right. that was my logic. Um, I think obviously Hamadou probably could have been in consideration why expiring deal um young still athletic finishes well around the rim i i guess maybe even Corey joseph if i was going to put like yeah 
Kelly Olynyk in there, but uh, I think those are yeah, two are think, more or less interchangeable. Yeah, I just think livers. The idea of livers uh, probably intrigues teams more than sure the the other stuff we've talked sure. about. That's just me. I could be wrong. All righty. So that was James' story from last week. Let's jump into a little game that I made. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. For you, I made the James Edwards over-unders for 2022-2023. Only have Ooh. eight of them. Okay. So these are over-unders for James's season on the beat. Uh, let's start with... Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? You'll see, where we're, you'll see where we're going with this. How many Bun and Cardigan meetups will we do during the season? Over-unders at three and a half. Under. Under. Chicago, we don't live at, we probably don't live in... twice. Right, maybe. I assume I'd have to look at the schedule. If one of them's a one, I know they end the season in Chicago. Okay, so one of them will I'll, hang out. I'll probably one be them. there. Yeah, one of them we will see each other. What? There, in Detroit. Maybe there's gonna be a little something. Uh, like, maybe, yeah, I don't maybe, know. maybe, 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 maybe. So okay, uh, yeah, you're know. gonna go under on three and a half. Yeah, that's cool. I wouldn't want to hang out with the other. Um, has games, nothing to do with it. It's just we live in two different states. If you lived in Michigan, that's a different conversation. Under games skipped by James Edwards the third. I was generous and I lowered it because originally it was seven and a half. I was like a week's worth of games. I was like that, you know, over the course of a few months. But then I was like, he really doesn't do that. Are so, we talking about home or home and away? Full season. Oh, I don't so, know how much I'm going to be traveling the first half of the season. I'm not, not like a a, a a super ton. So originally the question was uh, Midwest cities skipped. <laughs> that was originally what the question was. And then I tweaked it because I was like, I don't want to be mean to anybody who lives in Minnesota. Uh, Love Minnesota. It was five I'll and a half be in Minnesota on New Year's Eve this year. That's too bad. So you're going to go over on five and a half. You're skipping at least six games. I don't like saying skip because if we're up to me, I would go to every single road game. You know what I mean? Um, how many All right, of 82 Pistons games? How many will I not be at? Yeah. Probably 10, 12. That's that's fair. Yeah, I'd probably I think I'll probably there's 40 road games. I'll probably end up doing like 20 to 25. Okay, that is over all the home games. Yeah. And I I don't know about Paris yet. What? They play the Bulls in Paris. Oh, yeah, they play the Bulls in Paris. Do they? Did you miss this announcement like a month ago? When did this happen? (laughs) A month ago. Who announced this? The NBA. The Pistons and Bulls, you're like, your screen is lighting up. You're Googling. You, you literally have the, Pistons, the Pistons and Bulls play are, playing, are playing in Paris, Paris in January. Uh, let me Google. Let me just see. Um, I'm not seeing this anywhere on Google. Uh, Pistons, Bulls, Paris 2023. Google that. 
Pistons, Bulls, Paris. Oh, there it is in the in the. I'm mad that you have to Google it. You just didn't believe me. Like I would I make this up. I have to subscribe to the Chicago Tribune to read this. Uh, oh I mean, wait, okay, okay. NBA Paris game. The I'd National say. Basketball Association today announced that the NBA will feature the six-time NBA champion Chicago Bulls and the three-time NBA champion Detroit Pistons playing a regular season game uh, in Paris on Tuesday, January nineteenth, two thousand and twenty-three. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's a Bun and Cardigan official scoop. Uh, <laughs> you are reading something that everybody <laughs> listening to this already knew. It was announced on May twenty-second. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, it May, was May twenty fourth. Yeah, I had no sicko. idea. Didn't know I this. Just generous and said a month ago. Yeah, it was two months ago. Boy, oh boy. Okay. Uh, back to the over unders. All right. Fights in Sacramento, zero point five over under. So are you getting F- into a fight fights or, or not? flights? Fight under. I'm grown. You don't. I don't fight. And I'm at night. Not even go to Sacramento this year. Only online, huh? No, listen. So this... <laughs> I'm sorry. That was mean. I'm sorry. I don't no, mean no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> no. The I'll Sacramento trip is sandwiched between L.A. and Denver. So this is how it goes. The Pistons play the Lakers one day. It's a back-to-back Lakers Clippers. So for those who don't know, if the team plays a back-to-back, they'll have the next day off. Okay. So they'll have the next day off, and then the next game is in Sacramento. The next day, the game's in Sacramento. So I'm going to spend my off day oh. in L.A. Okay, yeah. And then after they play the Kings, they play Denver. So for those know, Papa Edwards lives in Denver. I'm likely going to skip Sacramento and get to Denver a day early. Because actually, the Pistons will the Pistons will be getting out of Sacramento as quick as possible as well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh okay. Wait, so what are you saying for that one? So under, okay. So I wrote under for that. Under, I will not likely be in Sacramento this year. Times someone sends James a way too zoomed in photo of him from the 200 levels oh, uh, over that under at creepy. four and a half. Lots uh, of thunder uh, going on outside. Under uh, now over four and a half is a lot now over because you put the idea in people that send James zoomed in photos of him from the 200 levels. It's his favorite thing in the world. So we're going to go over no, because I'm going to I'm going to don't put mind it as long listeners. as you have your face on your Twitter. This That person had a no Twitter photo and like four followers and had a video of me from the, from the rafters. I remember I was at a Rams game and somebody did that to me and it was a really bad look of me just wolfing down a hot dog. Did I tell the story about me? Were you like hot dog straw guy? Did I tell that? What? What is that? Will you explain that to me? What I keep seeing this hot dog straw thing. What is that? I've I've heard it's fake. It's it was state not fake. Like the dude actually did it. There was a guy eating a hot dog eating. He put a hole through a hot dog and drank his beer like used the hot dog as a straw. At a baseball game, but. I know it was not, I know it was staged. Like he actually did it, but it was staged. Like it wasn't like this guy on with his phone caught, uh, caught this random person doing it. No, they were in cahoots, hmm. but he actually did it. That's not, if it was a Kowalski, maybe a Kogel, no Kogel. I don't need to Kogel. Yeah, it's a little too much curve yeah. on that wiener. Pause. Well, that's why you were doing it. So never mind. Okay. We now are on the home stretch. Uh, we're halfway hold, done. Hold on. People don't know Kogel's is known for their crunch and the, the curve too. Coles is a hot dog brand based out of Flint. Yes. Just so people who aren't familiar. You're leaving out the most important thing. They're terrible. Uh, So do you want to meet little Mookie or no? It's literally, it's, it's, it's the one thing I think that you and I disagree on. (laughs) He lives with you now. He's a roommate. You guys are (laughs) a 
okay. need you to stop in Chicago. Uh, stories that James writes that David Aldridge interacts with on Twitter. Three and a half. Because to me, that is my favorite cosign that you get. I love when when he does that. Shout out to DA. Uh, He's done it a lot. I think three and a half might be a little high. <laughs> nice. No, it's a little high. Come on. That would be your boy. I don't know anymore. At, at this point, I don't know how much he interacts with you. I don't know. I talk with David Aldridge. I can text like, what you... okay, I don't know. I'm just uh, three and a half over under. Go ahead. I was, I mean, you know, well, I'm going to bank on myself over. I love that. Okay. I'm not gonna, uh, come on. Speaking write, of banking on yourself, I, got, I write bars. Speaking of banking on yourself, major news pieces broken. This includes trades, signings, firings, or I'm going to help you out here. Jersey news. What also counts is Sham saying, uh, sources tell James mm-hmm. and I, that counts as you. Yep. Two and a half. Over. You think so? Okay. Yes. Okay. That's going to be over. And final two. Uh, fit picks that you forced Johnny Kane to take 13 Zero. and a half. Zero. And a half. <laughs> Zero. I've never asked for a photo. We're going under. We're going Johnny under. Johnny likes taking photos. That's just what he does. And we will end it with this. James, league Zero. fits. Yes or no? It's at half. I'm not going to try this year. If it happens, it happens. Whoa. You're not no, going no, back no, no, to no. back? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to get fits off this year. Okay. 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 You're just not going to like be like, league fits. I'm league not fits. campaigning. Yeah. yeah gotcha. I'm not campaigning. Um, if you it gotta happens, pick it one. happens. You got to pick one over under. Zero. Zero. Under. I guess if it happens organically the second time then it's like i'm nice because if you then you otherwise you just kind of you know what i mean if you're just like yeah. leaf, acknowledge me send pie you know what i mean yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's corny it now it's corny at this point if i was like league fits come see what i'm wearing like that's corny yeah i didn't even sure. do that the first time around but it was like a little joke now i'm just like it's a, I, I got what i first reporter ever on league fits how much boy boom uh and the validation from Stu as well which had to fit I right did, i did something can we can we do uh I got for the first time in my life, I got shoes early. Hmm. Have a plug. Should I show you? I mean, yeah. Did you already see it? Do you know? No, I don't know. You haven't been on you haven't been on Instagram and or Twitter I lately? I got no idea. I don't use social. You see the you see the, you see the box? Yeah. A little early. Yeah. These don't come out till September. Box. I have a question for you. These don't come out till September 10th. What's today's date? Uh, the day people are listening to this is August 30th, but it is 29th, the day that we're recording this. And it's not it's not September 10th, right? No, it is not September okay, 10th. This is, okay. Yeah, this is very famously not September 10th. What do we got in the box? Oh, James. Tell Fire the people what they're looking at. Fire Red 3s. Fire Red 3s. They're back the old, with the original with the Nike, Nike Air, Air on the back. On the back? This is That's the, the first time. Thing. Since uh, first time since not the either the late 90s or the original. They have not had the Nike Air on the back of the Fire Red 3s in a long time. So the white cements that I have, the only thing that I would and I love my love my white cements. I I will. They're my ultimate grail. I'm so happy that I have them. I've had them for years and I've only worn them a handful of times to this day. I've worn them to a Bulls game, but it doesn't have the Nike Air on the back and the white cements with the Nike Air on the back. Oh, is uh, can I tell you a white cement story? Because it has to do with how I got these. Okay. 
from here on out, I want to be known as Big Flipper. So for fun this summer to like pass my time, I've been like flipping shoes. Like if you follow on Instagram, like people on Instagram all the time tell me like, dude, you have so like you've been buying so many shoes. Yes, but I also I don't post me selling shoes too. Like I I I maneuver. Like I'm yeah. not just buying and stuff's not going out. I just I maneuver. Sometimes I tra- I sell one pair that allows me to buy three pair. That's just how the shoe game is right now. Yep. So I walked into a uh, sneaker resale shop in suburban Detroit last week, and they had the white cement threes with the Nike Air on the back, dead stock. Do I want to say the price on here? Uh, because well, okay, if it's Nike, I don't know what those are going for. So when I when okay, I, so I, I'm gonna do it because people yeah. will understand why I did. Yeah, it. the shop was selling them. DS dead stock white cement threes with the Nike ear on the back. It's the 2019 pair, the 88 yeah, from the yeah, line. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's they were selling them for six hundred dollars. I was gonna say so, seven. So yeah. Okay. So I, I went in there to get something else. But I was like, let me just see what these are going for on Stack X. Like yeah. six hundred seems low to me. It's a eleven hundred dollar shoe. It's that high now? The white cement, the white cement of what year is that? The Hold 88. On. Yeah, that's 88. Yeah, that that is a you can check your stock X right now. I'll pull it up. Uh, Hold on. Let me see what it's go- like. This is as of me. Dude, value is so dumb. I hate to be the guy. I it's hate because it. it's it's I, because it's the white cement. No, I get it, dude. I hate it. I hate to be the guy that's like money isn't real. Like this isn't real. This whole value thing isn't real. But what does that even mean? It's insane. Eleven hundred dollars is wild or wait. Oh, actually, something happened because did the bubble on. burst? Did the white cement bubble burst? Like right when I sold it. Oh wow! Hold on, this isn't crash like Bitcoin. Hold on, something. Oh no, no, I'm looking at the wrong one. Hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the white cement fours. I'm I meant to look at the threes. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Something's not right because they were. This isn't the right pair. Any minute now. Hold on. No, we're going to get this right. Uh, Jordan, white cement, Jordan three. Hold on. We're going to get this bun right. and cardigan at Gmail. No, because it's a great it's a great story in. OK. Perfect. All right. So here we go. The Jordan three retro white cement 88 dunk contest from 2013. I'm sorry, from 2013. So you yep. can see it right here. Yep. What does it say that a size 12 is going for? A little over a grand. And that's without fees and taxes. So. Yep. 1100 yeah. if you wanted to buy it on StockX. They were selling this shoe for $600 in the store. The guy just wanted to get rid of them. He had, after I bought a pair, I saw the next day he posted another pair. He must have just had a plug back wow. then. And wanted to so listen, folks, I bought the $600 shoe, but this is what I did. Immediately took it to, um, gosh, if these people listen. Sheesh. Anyway, it's the game's the game. Immediately sold it. For the grand that it was going for, yeah, the same day. So yes, I spent six hundred dollars on a shoe, but within hours later, I had a grand. That's how flipping works. Big flipper. I I turned that grand into like I I think I I bought I got the fire at threes early and something else, and I still and I kept this I kept the six hundred that I had spent on the white cement. When so you... I turned I turned no shoes into two shoes where do you get like your hustle inspiration from 
Is it like TV shows, movie character? Like, is it real life? Like, what do you, you know? No, yeah, I would just, uh, it's so corny. Like, where, where I'm from, I don't know. Just you want to be, well, I just, I've well, always been hungry to like not ever be in a situation like where I have to go. Like, I love Flint with all my heart, but I don't want to be living in Flint. Sure. Yeah. So, is that, and, just that kinda... and, and that's just me. Like, there's nothing, my family still, there's nothing wrong with living in Flint. I personally just wanted to get out of, do everything in my power to get out of my hometown and bam. Is that what keeps you motivated then? Yeah, for sure. Just being the best version of myself. And I'm super competitive too. Like I want to be the best sports writer and NBA writer in the country. I want to be the best writer covering the Pistons. I want to be, that's just, I'm naturally competitive. And And you want to have the best Pistons podcast. Oh dude, that's a great one too. That's a great idea. Yeah, we should do that. That's a good, yeah, we already have that. So, uh, what's nice? Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what's something that you can sit here and be like, no, I'm really good at this. Like, I'm better than a lot of people at this thing. I, I don't Not in an arrogant way. FIFA. Not in an arrogant way. Oh, okay. FIFA Ultimate Team. <laughs> okay. All right. That's, That's all you to answer to. Any, uh, before we sign off, any grievances, any final thoughts that you need to get out there into the world? Um, don't overreact either way to the Rico Hines Pistons clips because boy, there was some some gross plays in there. But it's pickup basketball; you don't know what the you know they obviously don't show everything from the whole mm-hmm. run, so don't overreact to that. Um, either way, like if somebody's balling, let's relax. If somebody's not balling, let's relax. Um, <laughs> nothing else other than that. Shout out to Rock Marciano, the Elephant Man's Bones. Go listen to that. Him and Alchemist. Mayhem Loren and Derringer. Uh, uh, Black. Say something. Go ahead. Lock. Somebody emailed us a few weeks ago. Like Black Vladimir. Black Vladimir. Might even be like a month ago at this point. I don't even know. But they, they emailed us album picks. And I forgot to bring it up on the show. So the person who did that, because I think it's only been like two people that have done it. Album picks. Yeah, they mean? were they were like, here are two albums that I think that you guys should go listen to one for me, oh. and one for you. So maybe I can go and try and dig that up. I'm not going to do it right now because I already spent like five minutes Googling the Paris thing, which, by the way, yes, you guys can source that from the Bun and Cardigan show that we are playing in Paris this year. Heard it here um, first. Yep. From uh, can I have the scoop on this one via Nicholas Hinkle? HT, sure. the Bun Cardigan show. Thank you. Yep. Um, so Pistons talk and everything Pistons and, and Woodward Barstool Detroit, all you guys via Nicholas Angle, the Pistons are playing in Paris. Thank you very much. Um, shot stone. Um, I thought we were passing that. Um, question for you. I actually wasn't, I was just doing, I was just thinking of aggregates off the top of my head. Also, I'm not, why would I wouldn't slight Barstool Detroit? That's Matthew. How are you doing? Are you anything you would like to get off your chest? Always ask your friends how they're doing, people. I was on an airplane about a month ago. And I have a scenario for you. So you're not going to answer. You don't have to. If you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. Just how are you doing? People care. You doing all right? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. I have uh, been going on a lot of bike rides. Um, trying it sounds to, like uh, you're gearing up for something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, YouTube you videos about are gonna, it, right? Yeah, YouTube videos are going to come back. I'm working. I'm also working on a short film, um, which has been going on for. Please, um, Lord, tell me it's not George Yardley. No, like art. 
like it's not basketball like art i know but i remember there was talks of you doing like something on georgia oh no okay so that is a wow this this is you're a good friend that was a year and a half ago i had an idea i had been working on which i actually still have scripts written for and music scored for it um for uh it was called basketball's oldest giants it was like a six part six seven part mini series where every single episode was going to be about dudes that you've like never heard of uh joe folks i mean i mean if you know basketball you've heard of joe folks and like george yardley and all these guys uh but like joe folks was the jumping joe like he invented the jump shot and even kobe was like yeah shout out to joe folks because he invented the jump shot you know guys like sam jones rest in peace guys like george yardley rest in peace uh i didn't say rest in peace to joe folks uh i'm pretty sure Joe Falks retired from the league and then became Make a sure this is correct before you say this. Why? Is it about to be something crazy? Became a security guard at a prison and then his mom's boyfriend shot him. He got he killed. He got packed up in a wild way. He doesn't get an RIP though. Well, of course, rest in peace to the guy who invented the jump shot, Joe. Oh, Fultz. you said, you, yeah, you skipped over. You said, yeah, I was confused. I thought he was like, did something disgusting. Oh, or something. no, no, no. That's no, why you weren't got... giving him. No, 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 no. That's no, unfortunate. No, no. Um, I don't know. Generally, I am doing not great, but I enjoy the show. I love this show more than anything in the world. And a lot of people actually have sent us emails uh, that have made me feel better about just everything. So uh, thank this you is- very much. And I love there's nothing you want to speak about. Like we like to have therapy hour at the end of the show. I think that's important. And people have responded. Well, is there anything you'd like to talk about on here or no? If not, totally fine. Let's revisit this next week when I can. Okay. I don't want to say anything on here. And I'm sorry for putting you on the spot, but people no, enjoyed no, no, our. No, you're, I you're, do, if you wanted to talk about it, you would. If you didn't, you wouldn't. I have a problem. I don't know with... what it, I don't know what it, I just know. You said you weren't in the great spot right now. I struggle with like, I, I'm worried that I'm like turning into a boomer because like, welcome to the club, buddy. When, when I think about like, okay, I grew up and it's not like, like the way that we consume content it, it is like alarming to me. Like, I know you're not really on like TikTok or anything like that, but like for those who are like, I don't think. And, and without all the context of why I'm upset about this, it's not going to make a ton of sense. But like, I don't think that impersonating NBA players jump shots is content. And I don't think that people should find that acceptable. And I don't think that they should put up with it. And I don't think that watching somebody play Temple Run on TikTok while there's like a Reddit AMA playing in the background, while there's like this other thing going on, like people's attention spans are so unbelievably short. And it's so hard to actually be able to engage with people and, and have them connect and create content in like a super meaningful way. And it's incredibly discouraging to me because as somebody who like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's uh, like, like, I hate to be the guy who's like, are the kids really better off? Cause it's like, they always have been kids have always been better off, but, and like, I don't want to get into this cause then it's going to turn into some super like hypo political thing. I'm going to start talking about like climate change and stuff like that. And I don't want to get into that right now, but I just, I am sad with the world and it sucks. You are. Let me tell you this. Buddy, if you are just learning what you just laid out now, wait till you hear wait till you hear that the moon isn't made out of cheese. <laughs> it has been going on for many years. And that's why I'm like, I'm not your generation. To... We're not the same generation. We're not me and you. What you had 
as soon as you were old enough to like walk around your house, you had like the internet and like you never did you ever have dial up internet in your house? No. And dude, you are a hundred percent right. My biggest yeah. thing is like, and and this is, you know, we talked about what we talked about a few weeks ago with me and growing up and stuff like that. I wish that there were, there was like better internet literacy that was available for kids because when everything is available to you at the touch of a button all the time for no reason whatsoever, other than you can, that is horrifically damaging to kids when they're growing up and they're going to see things that are going to fundamentally change them. And they're going to start like, I don't want to start doing a whole Andrew Tate thing right now, but like, cause he's a grifter and he's a, he's a, he should be, he's a predator. He should be in jail. Uh, he like he's, and his whole gimmick is manipulating children. Like that's, that's all that he does. And then he gets banned from all these different, again? Andrew Tate is, uh, I don't I, he's a former kickboxer, uh, super big um, on like TikTok where he got banned. He was super oh, big on IG where he guys. got banned. But okay. his whole thing, he runs uh, an MLM called Hustlers U, where the entire purpose of it is to get other people to post his content. Right. So like he doesn't have as big of a presence on all these platforms as people posting about him. Right. Like he got uh, banned from TikTok. He didn't even weird. have a TikTok account. So now the question is like. Okay, and it sets a, such a weird precedent. Again, this guy sucks. He should be in jail. He's the worst person alive, and I hate him. But it sets such a weird precedent when it's like deplatform, just deplatform. Because what you're going to do is you're only going to push someone like that to channels and to avenues where people exclusively agree with them. Where it's like at least if he's on Twitter and he's on YouTube and he's on Twitch and that's the public square for these 15 year olds, at least he's getting cooked like 90% of the time. So you can set a precedent where you're like fuck this guy and fuck everything that he stands for. But instead, oh, you're going to frick this guy. You're going to push him off into these, these channels like Truth Social where people are going to be like, yeah, misogyny is awesome. Yeah, like, oh, uh, women, like these these traditional gender roles, like it's it's insane. And this is just like what's consumed on a daily basis. So all these platforms stepping up and being like, yeah, like straight up, like you can't be on this platform. Like it's good and that's how it should be. And they should have banned him. I'm, it just sets a really weird precedent. And it's like, what do you think is going to happen? This is, I love, I love what just happened. We got something out of them, people. That was good. I'll say this. The one thing that worries me, like, about your age and under is, and I told you about this when, like, you were in the peak of your video making on YouTube and shit was popping off. Like, I always told you, like, make sure you know that, like, there's a life outside of the Internet, like, and that's what I worry about with your age group and younger. I'm not I'm young, but I'm not young enough. Like, I'm old enough that, like, you couldn't be on the Internet and your house phone at the same time. Right. Uh, I'm old enough that, yeah, like, I had duck hunt. Like it was that I I'm 30. Like I was, I had to go out. I was outside on my bike until the lamp came on. Cause there was not like, there wasn't. A oh, cool I've been video there. Oh, but I've done that. But I've yeah, done of that. course yeah. everybody does that. But I'm saying like, it used to be a, like you had to either be home alone or your parents had to be like, yeah, you could, I'm not expecting any calls. You can get on the internet. Right. So like I lived, uh, I would say like 10 to 12 years of my life like that. So I just worry that like with, your age group and under like people don't understand that there's like life outside of this internet like go outside with your 
friend and put your phone and leave your phone in your car and go for a hike. It's a weird that line to me. walk. And it's like, but that's where you wonder, are we being boomer ish, right? Like, are we overvalue overvaluing what these like, no, these direct interactions are supposed to be like, like I use discord religiously, right? I'm in discord all the time. I'm mixing it up in there. I'm hanging out till like four in the morning, just talking to people. Right. And that's just what I do because that's what we can do. And that's, what's available to us is having these relationships like over the internet. And when your entire childhood has revolved around um, the internet and like, that's where everybody exists. And like, I know Bo Burnham had mentioned it in one of his specials a few years ago. Like it's the most performative uh, medium that you can possibly be on. Well, I guess there, it's there's not one individual one, but like Twitter, like that's what social media is, is being able to perform all the time, always, forever. Yeah, you don't have to be yourself. And that's why people are like, oh, yeah, be real is so cool. I just learned what be real is. Apparently, that's been a thing for a few months now. Do you know what that is? Never heard of it. I know be real from Cypress Hill. So uh, it's like the alternative to Instagram where Instagram is I took this picture of me doing something awesome six hours ago, but I'm going to post it right now, even though I'm in bed and like do and like you can make your you can lie and make your life look a lot better than be real is like at a specific time uh, in the day. Everybody who has the app is going to get a notification that you have to like take a picture of like what you're doing right now. And then people can react to it. I think again, I don't know. I I mean, I guess if you're going to indulge in that activities, those activities, that's a Cool yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not beefing with be real like that's fine i don't know if there's something like whatever um but it's also just we have such an invasive technology in our lives yes and uh he's growing up people and you're right when i was you know a year ago when i was like moving to california when the world tells you you are your most valuable and most effective as an asset when you are performing and no other time. When you are the way that you are on the internet, that's when you will make money and that's when people will care about you. Then that's all that you know. And that's all that you tell yourself is I have to be on all the time and I have to be like this all the time. And that's the psychology that comes with it. And I'm not saying that like, you know, everybody that's on camera or everybody that's on TV or I'm not saying they're all miserable. Most of them are miserable. Most, most definitely. Like some of your favorite writers, some yeah. of your favorite TV personalities, they're not having a great time. I love, listen, how do I say this without possibly getting fired and not pissing off our entire listenership? All right. So, There are times I love the athletic and what we do and everything about it. This is where journalism is going in in 2022 and beyond. There are many days when I wake up when I just wish that like, gosh, I wish it was the 19th. I wish society was like the 1980s. I write a story. You read about it in the paper the next day. There's not a whole uh there's not there's not confrontations about what you wrote with with fans and you don't have to spend all day answering it on twitter and like i'm jealous of the sports writer in 1989 where when when like this open discourse wasn't you see me in person we talk right it's not a and what you're like what you're you're saying you're on my you're anybody who wants to 
call me an idiot is on my is at my hand every right. they second. can whenever they want you're yeah. not saying that you don't enjoy interacting with people no that's not, not at your all point. your not point is like i love it it invites such uh uh i i, for, I just did word a delicately unproductive dialogue um yeah. from people who are just like inherently conflictual or you're not gonna yeah you're not gonna change their mind um or people that are looking for reasons to uh outsmart you or make you look dumb or call you out because it's social media and they can hide behind that. Like if it was 1989, my story would be in the newspaper. If I saw you at the arena, more than likely you would come up respectfully and we would talk about it if you agreed or disagreed. And if you hated me, you probably wouldn't say anything to me because most people operate like that. So I know what you mean. Like, again, I love the athletic. I love what we do. And this is where journalism going. But I 100% like wish society was almost still like in 1989 where it's like, oh, the athletic has its own newspaper. Yeah. And here's one story. You read it in the paper the next day. And if you run into me, we uh, I'd love to talk to you about whatever story you liked or disliked. And it's, we have a cordial conversation. But now it's like I have to always be in the midst of what's going on online. You also, at least at the very least, right, you're you're fortunate that you have the benefit of like more often than not, those people are not going to pay for a sub. So at least when you are in your workspace and work environment, right, when you're in your little columns, at least for the most part, right, those people are the ones who and we've kind of talked about this before. It's like if you're going to pay for a subscription, <coughs> excuse me, you are probably like a pretty level headed person and you're, you're not a troll, right? Like somebody's not going to. Yeah. And, and it's like if you're going to pay me. X amount of dollars a month to troll me, like you just got rolled. Right. Cell phones. Shout out to Rick Roll. Rick shout out to being Rick Roll. That that's a Rick jam, Astley. by the way. Yeah, shout out to Rick Astley. That's somebody jam, uh in the uh, somebody was asking the other day, they're like, what's the best meme of all time? And I was like, it's Rick oh, Roll. That's, that it's changed the, Rick Roll. that changed the game. Yeah. But it also like, first of all, I think it's we'll we'll end on Rick Astley. Yeah, Jesus. Um people don't I think it was also, I feel bad for, I don't actually, I don't feel bad for him because he's paid contrary to popular belief. Like people think that like he was like a one hit wonder. You're talking about Rick Astley? Yeah. No. Fam had bangers. Yeah. Like, he was multiple, popping. like albums yeah. that went like, yeah, I always like had the idea like this. He's just a one hit wonder. And that's oh, why people use it to make fun of people. Like, I feel like if you ask most people who know the meme, but don't know him, they would assume that he was like, a, I think it was like he was a one hit wonder. I always assume that. No. Mm, and no. that song is a jam. No, it bangs. And here's the thing, dude, is I think it was like he was a, just in a commercial recently, too. I Rick. So la, last year, when did we draft Cade? Last year. Yeah, last year. 2014. Before the draft, I Rickrolled people. I like took some video of him like doing an interview in some sneaker shop or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, Kate Cunningham says like, I would love to play the tripe, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the first five seconds are him just talking. And he's like, he, there's like no way he's about to mention Detroit. And then boom, Rick rolled. Cause I was like, people haven't been Rick rolled properly in like 10 years. No, I don't know the hilarious. last time. I don't know the last time that it happened to you like organically. It blows oh, your no, mind. You're like, I can't believe this still happens. It's been years. What and, would, how much trouble we get in if our end I song was, today is, is, it was going to be a surprise. I was going to do it. And I was going to, when the show ended, I was going to say, we can do that. Right. But now we're discussing it on the it. show. We're just going to do it. Let's right? do it. Okay. We'll eat, I'll, we'll eat the consequences. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 
Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars. Leave a review. Subscribe only if you're feeling generous. If you're not feeling generous today, that's okay. You do not have to subscribe. Maybe you'll feel generous next week, or maybe, maybe you feel generous week. last week. Maybe maybe your generosity ran out last week and you already subbed. And yeah. in that case, we maybe go send us an email: the bun and cardigan at gmail.com. Uh, this was a long episode. If you made it this far into the episode, you are you're why we do the show. Yes, and we love you. Peace. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.